0: Safety, dependability, and power. Chevy Silverado isn't happy unless the work is hard and the day is long. No wonder Silverado is America's number one best-selling retail pickup truck. Go to ChevyDriveChicago.com and put a Silverado in your toolbox.
1: Losing the game is tough. It's difficult. Too many penalties. we got to get more points in that first half offensively. In the end, we didn't finish.
2: It's the WGN Radio Football Podcast. Montgomery to Mooney. It's Mooney who strolls into the end zone untouched. feels under some pressure. Off one of the end zone. It is caught. In-
0: we had to play called a couple times, and uh, I was scrambling a bunch of times, and he was uh, running. That time he didn't run, and he was able to throw the ball to me. From
2: the downtown studios of WGN Radio, here's your host, Kevin Powell.
0: 12 penalties, 115 yards for the Bears, and a 29-27 loss. Plenty of those calls questionable, especially a taunting call late in the game of Kevin Powell. Episode 17 of the WGN Radio Football Podcast. That was a frustrating one, certainly a game it felt like the Bears could have won, but still... Like as much as there were questionable bad calls by the officiating crew, Bears also got in their own way. Multiple neutral zone infractions, like coming within seconds apart from one another. I'm watching the game on TV, and it's very clear. Like those were legit flags. That's undisciplined football. You know, Bears driving late in the first half, settle for a field goal after a false start by Larry Borum uh, near the goal line. They got in their own way, but but the taunting call was ridiculous. We can all agree on that. Cassius Marsh gets a Roethlisberger third down. Looks like the Bears are going to get the ball back. Just under four minutes to go, and nope, it's a 15 yard automatic first taunting call. And it's been a point of emphasis this season for the NFL. Why? No one really knows. I'll say this about the taunting call. And I will say this too, Cassius Marsh, I don't think it did anything wrong, but the way the flags were flying in this game, just, just, just don't even give them anything to work with. I, I know he's having fun. He's a journeyman. He was just signed to the Bears practice squad. He just came up with a massive play sacking Ben Roethlisberger. Looks like the Bears have all the momentum, going to get the ball back. That doesn't happen. But still, when, when you see the, the officiating crew flying flags all over the field, got to be a little bit more careful there. Here's why I hate the taunting call. One, it's like why? Why who? Who was so upset about taunting in the NFL? Couple owners? Didn't want to, win, you know, any fighting going on in the field? The the taunting call, the, the look, there are some obvious instances where, sure, maybe it's worthy of a flag. But I don't know how much this point of emphasis on the taunting call benefits football as a whole, not even just the NFL. Like what what is the end game here? What are they trying to do? you try to take out taunting or celebrating in youth football as if that's a reason youth football participation is declining or it sets a bad precedent for the way the game should be played. Like, come on, it's ridiculous. It does not benefit the game of football. It certainly does not benefit the NFL. All it does is irritate all of us watching at home. I had a Packers fan buddy of mine texting me that he was hoping the Bears would win after that horrible taunting call because he was so mad at the NFL NFL and the officiating crew in that game. It's ridiculous. It it doesn't help the game of football. It doesn't help the product of the NFL. It doesn't. Roughing the passer calls can be extremely frustrating. There was one on Ben Roethlisberger that was very ticky-tack. And there were a couple on fields that probably could have drawn flags. So I, I just don't know how this benefits the NFL to have this be emphasized this season. You know, the NFL Players Association has basically come out saying they'd support the removal of this point of emphasis on taunting immediately. By the way, the competition committee in the NFL includes 11 members, 10 selected by the commissioner, only one NFLPA rep, only one player rep in the competition committee, which is crazy to me. It's their game. I know the owners, you know, it's their league and all that, but like, come on, that's that's dumb. I also think it's dumb that there's this general idea that veterans— Veteran quarterback should get more calls than, let's say, a rookie like Justin Fields. How does that make any sense at all? Because Ben Roethlisberger has all sorts of injuries and is banged up and has been in the league longer, you're not going to call it fairly to both quarterbacks? Like how? How does that make any sense whatsoever? Here's what Fields had to say after the game.
1: It's a common theory, you know, the vets, they get those calls. I think Joe Burrow said something about that like a few weeks ago, like, you know, once we get older and once we get, you know, to that time, we're, we're going to get those calls, but being a young QB, you're, you're just not going to get those calls, and you just have to face the fact. So.
0: Now back onto the taunting call that everyone's talking about with Cassius Marsh. Again, probably don't give the officiating crew anything to work with, especially with the way the game was going, but still, at that moment, as an official. Like, what are you doing? That is a massive moment in the game. You can't throw the flag there. And there was also kind of a weird, like, Marsh was running back to the Bears sideline, and there was sort of some contact with Tony Correnti, and some say maybe it looks like Carrente was kind of initiating contact. I don't know. It sort of looked like he was already reaching towards the flag. But still, it, it just seemed like I don't know if it was personal or like unbiased. How I want to put it, it just felt like he was the official was annoyed with Marsh in a way, and he's like, "Well, here you go. This is a flag. This is what you get." Not like this is a massive stage, Monday Night Football, huge moment. Here's what Marsh had to say after the game.
3: Um, I think that uh, that that one was just uh, bad timing. Um, it was, I think. It's pretty clear to everybody who saw it that I wasn't taunting and um, like you know I've been doing the celebration my whole career and uh, you know it's just sad to see stuff like that happen in a close game like that Um, it's just rough man I don't want to say too much because y'all know how it is but um, The one thing that I will say is, uh, you know, on my way to the sideline, I got hip-checked by the ref, and it's it's pretty clear. Um, if I were to do that to a ref or even touch the ref, you know, we'd get kicked out of the game and possibly suspended and fined. So I just think that that was incredibly inappropriate, um, and that's all I'll say about that.
0: All right, well, that's enough on the, the taunting and the penalties and Bears getting in their own way. I will say this. Justin Fields has arrived. I know everyone's like, it, it feels uh, a little bit deflating because it was a loss, but Justin Fields is legit, and I'm always cautious to, like, go hot take one way or another. I was very patient with Mitch Trubisky. been mostly patient with Fields. Not that you really have to be overly patient with him when you see the throws and the plays he makes. I'm sold on Justin Fields. Like, I am all in on number one. I really am. Again, a fairly small sample size, but we're seeing more and more of it, and we're seeing growth. Where do the Bears need to improve this week? In the passing game. Where do they improve this week offensively? In the passing game, 17-29, 291 yards, a touchdown pass to Darnell Mooney that gave him the lead late, and it was a perfect pass across his body rolling left. Put it in a spot only only Mooney could get to. He didn't have an interception, but that was kind of a fluky one. Bounced into essentially the uh, defense alignment's lap. That was major improvement. Like that's what we were talking about all week. Was this is the worst passing game in the NFL? It has to be better, and it was better. That's very encouraging. And you know, just the way he handles himself, like he's built for it. And we don't know what's going on in his head. We don't know how fast his heart is racing. All of that. But it was Monday Night Football, crazy atmosphere. Bears desperate for a win, and he and he drives, orchestrates a seven-play, seventy-five-yard drive, scores a touchdown late in the game. That was a touchdown pass, gives the Bears the lead, puts the Bears in position to win on the road Monday Night Football. Now the defense shot themselves in the foot, the neutral zone infractions, big slant route that you know busted coverage, put the Steelers in field goal range. Um, And even then, like, you know, Bears got the ball back with about 26 seconds left, roughly, 25. And typically, like, a normal Bears quarterback, you have no faith whatsoever. But I was like, all right, Fields is a playmaker. Who knows? And especially with the way um, the flags were being thrown. Like, who knows? Maybe they would have got a big pass interference call. Like I actually felt like I had faith in Fields and the Bears offense to maybe get into legitimate field goal range. They were out of timeouts. Maybe if they had one timeout left, um, had to run out, had to use one late uh, to kill the clock when Roethlisberger was was held short of the first down. But, you know, like I, just the overall, I was like, all right, well, maybe they have a shot here with Justin Fields. You know, now it's about building a product around him. And that was a frustrating part too. Like early on in that game, you could just see Fields almost irritated, you know, on the sideline. Like, you know, what do I got to do? The team's shooting it's, itself in the foot. Dumb penalties again. Some shouldn't have been thrown, but there were certainly some that were that were self inflicted inflicted on the Bears. But I'm all in on Justin Fields. I, I just damn. I just think I think he's legit. Uh, do you, you know, did he arrive? Is this the Justin Fields game? We'll remember where like, it was like, yeah, that was, that was Fields coming out party in a sense. Maybe it was still a loss. They won for sure. Right. That would have just been the narrative. That would have been the headline. Justin Fields leads comeback on the road, Monday night football, but I am in on Justin Fields. I I really am. Eight carries 45 yards, knows when to take the ball down and run with it. He does. He's a football player. He's a playmaker. And it was good to see David Montgomery back. 13 carries, 63 yards, still running hard, had a long of 21 yards. Of course, running the ball hasn't been a major issue for the Bears. It's been the passing game, and that was the best passing performance of the season by far. A little bit uh, too little, too late. Would have liked to see more consistency early. But overall, I was you know entirely impressed with Justin Fields. What did Darnell Moody think of Fields' performance? Uh, he was confident throughout the whole game. I would say the whole offense. He, he kept us calm, and uh, he was able to, you know, to keep us uh, upbeat and letting us know that we can uh, go out there and still, still score, we're going to win the game, and uh, just keep us you know, focused. Over 600 total yards of offense from Justin Fields over the last two games. That's development, that's growth, that's what you want to see out of your rookie quarterback. All of that when there are failures around him. Whether it's the offensive line, the sacks that have piled up, some questionable play calling, dumb penalties. The the dude goes out and performs. And they've lost four straight. But that's all right because they have Justin Fields. And I think he is their franchise quarterback. Now it is about building around him moving forward and as a whole being better as a team because that's going to benefit Justin Fields playing on a better team But we know in the NFL, right, this is what Bears fans have dreamt about, a franchise quarterback for the next 10-plus years, a Ben Roethlisberger who's been in Pittsburgh forever. Obviously, Aaron Rodgers, the Tom Brady's, Russell Wilson, Patrick Mahomes, guys you can build around. And the Bears almost left Pittsburgh with a victory. When I was seeing early on in that game, I was like, is this another Cleveland game? But no, and I think the big reason is because Justin Fields. Right, He gives you that hope. He has that mentality, he looks like a winner, and he seems poised. So that's that's my hype for Justin Fields, and I, I've seen it over the past couple games, and I'm all in on Justin Fields. Now it is on to a bye week. Hopefully Kelo Mack's ready to return. He hosts the Ravens a week from Sunday. Here was Matt Nagy following the game.
1: Well, we just got to – yeah, you're right. It's, it's not – three and six is not where we want to be. Uh, we have the bye coming up, and, you know, the guys are in there – they, they care, and, um, but in the end, it, it's going to be about doing it. You know, we got to do it. And so, um, a chance for us right now with the buy to get healthier, um, both mentally and physically. And, um, you know, it's, it's, you know, you lose four in a row, you got you got to figure out the only way to, to get rid of that sting is to win. So we got to, unfortunately, it's never fun going into a buy on a loss. So now we got to, you got to, um, self-evaluate. Self-reflect, everybody, and that's what the guys talked about in the locker room, and just make sure that uh, you know you do keep fighting because the one thing is, is I think we all saw it is, um, you know, a tough environment the guys fought they fought. you got to give them credit for that, but in the end, not enough credit because we didn't win for all of us.
0: All right, that's my solo post-game podcast. Typically, my boy Mark Carmen jumps on, but he's a very busy man Tuesday morning while I recorded this, so I said, yeah, I'll just do it solo. I've got enough thoughts on the dumb taunting calls and the penalties, and I'm hyped about Justin Fields, and I think you should be too. I think the Bears finally have got their guy at the quarterback position. Still plenty of holes and question marks surrounding him, but I am all in on Justin Fields' And let's hope the NFL and the Players Association does something about the dumb taunting calls that uh, are driving everybody insane. Do you like to wrap up all the postgame pods with a best of Dan Hampton and Ed Obradovich on WGN Radio's postgame following every Bears game. They're always fired up, so we put a best of highlight package. Here you go.
2: In this game tonight, the undisciplined Chicago Bears showed you why we have a problem with our coaching staff. Look at the Steelers. We had 115 penalty yards on 12 penalties. Pittsburgh only had four, and they're all ticky-tacks. All I can tell you is we fought, clawed, scratched. This is the effort we've been hoping for, begging for, and yet it was all for naught because of... Of the team being so undisciplined. Every single point the Bears got tonight, they had to scratch, bite, and claw to get. I, I hate to say this is, you know, a moral victory, but it, it's such a, a shame that it has to be a loss because of so much stupidity on the part of so many different players. Back to the officiating. And you know what? We have a, 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 a right to complain and whine about it because, you know, think about this. Roethlisberger got a, a bogus roughing the quarterback call. And yet, in the third quarter, on successive plays, Justin Fields slides and takes a, a massive blow to the back of his helmet. And then later in the pocket, defensive end took two steps and whack him again. Both of those plays, no call. It was so so one-sided and unfair.
0: Guessing as an official is just the one of the worst things you can possibly do. It's
2: almost like me saying I want to kill you and I get arrested for murder, even though I didn't do anything. Dan, let me ask you this question. We're a 3-5 team tonight, okay? We're playing in Pittsburgh. We're down right, I mean we're right near the goal line. Twice. And we settle for field goals. If it's third down, I don't care if it's fourth down. Why didn't we go after it and try to put six on the board? and then let them try to march 96 yards against our defense or 90 yards, whatever it would be. We're a three and five football team. Why don't we try to score field goal? It was 14 to three, then 14 to six. Why didn't we attempt to make a a touchdown? It, 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 I, I because know, we're maybe, the last team in the NFL in scoring, and any points is good points. And I, I, I'm i not going to fault Nagy for that. Well, I understand. I he will, was the first half. I will, because if I'm the coach, I want to win the damn football game.
0: All right, it's on to the bye week for the Bears. Thanks to Ernie Scanton and Brian Altimer for their help producing the podcast. Uh, Since it is a bye, I'm I'm going to continue my high school football coverage. There's going to be Bears talk on every episode, but I've enjoyed talking to Michael O'Brien from the Chicago Sun-Times. We're on to uh, round three of the state football playoffs, so we'll preview that later on this week. Might mix it up a little bit, have some fun. I've got some ideas in place uh, to fill the podcast. Continue to talk Justin Fields and Bears, but uh, might mix it up a little bit as well. Thank you for listening. I appreciate it. This was episode 17 of the WGN Radio Football Podcast.